It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Chaos, carnage, and collapse accelerating rapidly all over the world, not just societal, but ecological. Many breaking bad news reports on unfolding biosphere collapse and climate engineering in a moment, but first, this. How many self-proclaimed patriotic Americans that wave their flags for the fantasy of freedom and democracy have even heard about the following headline, let alone honestly investigated it? Here it is. U.S. airman dies after setting himself ablaze outside Israeli embassy in Israel-Hamas war protest. That's from AP News. There were many other sources. Let's set the record straight on this AP News headline. What U.S. Airman Aaron Bushnell from San Antonio, Texas screamed as he was being consumed with flame was this, Stop the Palestinian Genocide. Matrix Media is doing their best to marginalize Airman Bushnell and to simultaneously sweep this story under the rug as fast as they can. Just as they have tried to erase any memory of the long list of proof confirming that the Israeli government and military had over a year's notice of the oncoming October 7th attack and not only did nothing, but for reasons we can all speculate about, though the agendas seem shockingly obvious, stood down for almost eight hours, allowing dilapidated old pickup trucks and even older motorcycles, to sweep through numerous prison barrier breaches in full daylight, including the very loud lawnmower engine-powered hang gliders, a.k.a. the Hamas Air Force. Here's an update from the front lines of the carnage. Over 30,000 Palestinians dead, almost 20,000 of them children, most of the rest women. From Fox News, which is anything but, quote, fair and balanced, not that CNN or MSNBC are far behind, this headline, Stampede Gunfire at Gaza Humanitarian Aid Delivery Kills Over 100, reports say. Crowd encountered fire in Gaza as some rushed toward humanitarian aid trucks. How woefully incomplete that headline is. Here's the same story, this one from CNN, and this one's getting slightly closer to the truth. Carnage at Gaza, food aid site amid Israeli gunfire. And now, what really happened from Al Jazeera? Massacre, dozens killed by Israeli fire in Gaza while collecting food aid. Great deal of difference between those headlines, isn't there? From this report, more than 100 killed and about 750 wounded after Israeli forces fired at Palestinians trying to get flour for their families as famine stalks the Gaza Strip. And there's this from AP News. Palestinians cling to life in Rafah, a town likely to be Israel's next focus in the war on Hamas. Question, is this really a war? Is that why 70% of those killed are women and children? Nearly 30,000 of them? With all that in mind, I'll end with this. Never forget that Benjamin Netanyahu orchestrated the funding of Hamas through Qatar for years. Here's a headline example from the Times of Israel. Quote, for years, Netanyahu propped up Hamas. Why? Many might ask. Netanyahu has stated so on the record in his own words because that is how 
He wanted to keep a Palestinian state from ever occurring. These dots aren't hard to connect. The objectives aren't hard to see if your eyes aren't wide shut. For those who care about the painful truth, search and view the following two documentaries online. Occupation 101 and Peace, Propaganda, and the Promised Land. If you think those in power care any more about you than they do the Palestinians, think again. Populations around the world are not just expendable to those in power. As biosphere collapse unfolds and accelerates, those populations are an increasing liability to those in power, especially when large segments of those populations, especially in the U.S. specifically, are armed. An increasing liability to those in power. Moving on to the bottom line of biosphere collapse on which all else depends. This is the ultimate cause of the now naked power structure aggression all over the world and in so many forms. Many are finally, thankfully, taking notice of our dirty, white, filth-filled skies. Question, is the core rationale for so-called solar radiation management completely flawed? Short answer, yes. New from Science Alert, IFL Science, and many other sources. This report, titled Eclipse, Cloud Study, has worrying implications for attempts at climate engineering. Please listen carefully as this Finally, officially acknowledged data has absolutely profound implications. It is a vindication of what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half. Climate engineering can create short-term toxic surface cooldowns at the cost of an even worse overall warming and the complete contamination of our biosphere. Continuing with the just-published study, quote, attempts to engineer the planet's climate could they say, have the opposite effect to the one intended. That doesn't sound good, does it? A new study has found that certain types of clouds disappear during solar eclipses and offered an explanation. The finding, quote, could have implications for attempts to engineer the climate. Let's stop there for a moment, just to consider how damning this study is for all those pushing and propagating the patently false narrative of climate engineering can save us all from ourselves, How's that working out so far? And now we have confirmation that climate engineering is not only disrupting the entire global hydrological cycle, not only destroying the essential for life ozone layer, not only thwarting all three forms of alternative energy, wind, solar, and hydropower, not only contaminating the entire planet and every breath we take, it is also, as this long-needed study has now confirmed, curtailing the planet's own cloud-producing functions. And we also have recent studies to confirm that the temporary and toxic cooling of the planet from volcanic eruptions also further fuels the overall long-term warming of the planet, again, along with damaging the ozone layer as well. So stop and consider that volcanic eruptions and the particulate matter they put into the atmosphere, which blocks the sun, is the very model on which the entire SRM, solar radiation management, programs were modeled after. So with all that in mind, ask yourself, is the entire so-called science community mentally challenged to a degree that they can't figure this out? Or are there much more nefarious agendas and objectives being fulfilled by the atmospheric aerosol spraying operations, with the so-called climate science community towing the line 
for a paycheck and a pension. Connect the dots on climate engineering, a global Manhattan project. Every day counts at this point. We must expose and stop the insanity in our skies. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news report. The end of the world as we know it broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. We can, we must, reach this critical mass by starting a conversation on the climate engineering issue that leads people to a credible source of data. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue all of our efforts to be the go-to source on covert climate engineering operations. Here's more from the New Science Report on cloud loss. During solar eclipses, people have noticed that common cumulus clouds over land tend to dissipate almost instantly. Cumulus clouds, the report says, begin to vanish when even a small part of the sun is eclipsed by the moon. Data has now revealed that over cooling land surfaces, shallow cumulus clouds, the little white puffy ones that we miss so much, start to disappear with even a very small solar obscuration. Now listen to this, again, all from the newly published science report. The team, the research team, believes that their findings could have implications for any future attempts to engineer the climate. This could, they say, be a warning for climate engineering. The study is published in Nature Communications, Earth, and Environment. Where do I start with this? Why has it taken so very long for the so-called climate science community to admit to what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half? Blocking out the sun completely alters and curtails convection, which is what the planet uses to form its own natural, beautiful, and surface-cooling clouds, the white, puffy, lower-atmosphere kind, cumulus clouds. How I miss seeing skies full of them, the kind that you could watch for hours while laying on your back and looking up for shapes forming in these miracles of nature. Climate engineering is decimating the planet's own cloud-producing functions. This, on top of all the rest of the downstream devastating consequences of climate engineering, some of which I've already named. From the metoffice.gov.uk All cumulus clouds develop because of convection. As air heated at the surface is lifted, it cools and water vapor condenses to produce the cloud. Throughout the day, if conditions allow, these can grow in height and size and can eventually form into cumulonimbus clouds. Again, the bottom line. Block the sun, curtail the cumulus clouds, period. The very clouds that provide the most effective cooling on the ground, Earth's natural response to heating, the creation of cumulus clouds from ground heating. Block the sun with Ozone layer destroying, rain cycle disrupting, highly toxic climate engineering elements. What could go wrong? The whole of the human race and the entire web of life is already finding out the hard way. Let's move on from the UK Guardian. Demagogues imperiling global fight against climate breakdown, says John Kerry. From that report, US climate chief hits out at, quote, disinformation being used as a tactic by special interests to delay climate action. 
report then says the populist backlash against net zero around the world is imperiling the fight against climate breakdown and must be countered urgently or we face planetary destruction, quote, beyond comprehension. That's John Kerry's quote. And yes, that last part from Mr. Kerry is true. Few yet grasp the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding. But what else in this equation is, quote, beyond comprehension? This, the ongoing official denial of shockingly obvious climate engineering operations, the so-called solar radiation management onslaught, which is in reality so much more than just climate engineering and none of it, none, benevolent. So, Mr. Kerry, it would seem there's more than enough denial to go around in this equation. Please look in the mirror. And there is this footnote. Even in the circles of so-called alternative media, there are self-labeled truth seekers who claim to be in the fight to stop climate engineering, while at the same time vehemently denying that there are any spraying operations even occurring in our skies. Never mind the countless film footage captures of geoengineering jets turning dispersions on and off in some captures, with the spray nozzles completely visible and the up-close photographs of retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream to make this look like, quote, condensation trails, which they are not. Yes, what we see in our skies is sprayed aerosol dispersions, not condensation, not just jet engine exhaust. And not surprisingly, The same sites and sources are also trying to convince themselves, and it seems everyone else, that the planet isn't actually superheating. In fact, they say, it isn't heating at all, or may even be cooling. These are the exact narratives that the controllers and the climate engineers want the public to parrot. How does any of this help in the effort to expose and halt climate engineering operations? Answer, it doesn't. Unfortunately, but not surprisingly, these same sources and sites never acknowledge the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding component of climate engineering. Why would they? Because to do so would undermine their false ideologies and narratives. Please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn this essential core component of climate engineering, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, a.k.a engineered winter. So again, about the planet's temperature, for the record, whatever planet these people are ranting about, it isn't this one, which is inarguably hurtling toward total meltdown from countless forms of human destruction, with climate engineering at the top of the list. Our planet has been trashed in the geologic blink of an eye. Denial of this fact is delusional, but unfortunately also all too common. There's nothing whatsoever natural or cyclical about the unfolding earth changes. The changes are a direct consequence of far too many humans behaving poorly and without any regard for future generations, which on the current course will never be. The Occam's razor principle, cause and effect. Never forget that. It's absolutely essential that we all think for ourselves, which includes abandoning program preconception and bias. We must all investigate for ourselves and only then determine who's telling the truth and who isn't for ourselves. Here's another dose of insanity from the so-called experts from LiveScience.com. Scientists say dehydrating the stratosphere could 
be plausible option to combat climate change. Reports as a new study explores the possibility of removing water from the air before it enters the stratosphere where water vapor acts as a greenhouse gas in order to mitigate the effects of climate change. They then say airplane contrails form when hot exhaust turns into ice crystals and are, quote, a demonstration of some of this intentional stratospheric dehydration working. Let's stop there. How's that for an admission of yet another layer of insanity? We could, may, might need to desiccate the atmosphere, a.k.a. to dry it out, to save us from ourselves. And by the way, miraculously, jet, quote, contrails are actually doing the job already. So many layers of deception and insanity. Just for confirmation, I don't want to admit this new report directly from National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration titled, Could Drying the Stratosphere Help to Cool the Planet? Question mark. Here's the short answer to that question from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. No is the answer. Completely altering and contaminating our formerly life-giving atmospheric chemistry isn't a cure. It's a near-term existential threat to all life on Earth. Let's add this. Pushback from some countries, many of the ones that have long since endured the looting, pillaging, polluting, and plundering of empire nations and climate engineering, which is what has brought them to their knees in so many cases. This is new from CIEL, the Center for International Environmental Law. Climate vulnerable nations reject U.S.-led push for solar geoengineering at the UNEA-6 conference. The report says climate vulnerable states successfully blocked a dangerous push to legitimize solar geoengineering technologies in a significant development welcomed by the Center for International Environmental Law during the 6th United Nations Environmental Assembly. That's the UNEA-6. That was in the Kenyan capital, by the way. The United States, Saudi Arabia, and Japan attempted to further undermine existing UN moratoriums on solar radiation modification. Not that anybody pays attention to those moratoriums anyway. During a UNEA6 meeting, but faced strong opposition from African, Pacific, and Latin American countries. Question. I wonder if all this has anything to do with the constant weather cataclysm that countries from these regions have been enduring like when Acapulco got wiped out by a freak hurricane that went from a mediocre tropical storm to the strongest Cat 5 ever to make landfall direct hit on Acapulco in 12 hours, leading meteorologists scratching their heads. Does any of that have anything to do with any of this? And that's only one example. Here's more from the UNEA6 report. The vocal opposition to geoengineering at the UNEA6 sends a powerful message underscoring a broad commitment to upholding established norms of international environmental law, solar radiation modification, aka SRM, that's the acronym, technologies are dangerous, the report states, and do not have any role to play in our common future. Too late for that, isn't it? About 75 plus years too late. The CIEL article then says, These attempts to legitimize SRM, solar radiation management technologies, were met by strong resistance with the Pacific States, Colombia, Mexico, and the EU supporting the African group's leadership against attempts to normalize these unproven technologies. One correction for the record, the technologies are in fact completely proven over decades, proven to be the crown jewel weapon of the controllers, the weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without said population 
populations ever even knowing they were under assault. Government, run by the criminally insane, with dictates carried out by the morally bankrupt. And no, this isn't a partisan statement. The entire left-right, conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, political divide paradigm is completely orchestrated by the same controllers. The same controllers that are manipulating and manufacturing conflict, chaos, carnage, and collapse in free-fire killing fields around the world. The same money printers that are behind the existential threat of geoengineering operations. All the same core of control. Never forget that. Governments are state-sponsored criminal cabals. The matrix media weapon of mass distraction and deception is their mouthpiece. How many more agendas and objectives do the controllers have in store for us in the coming weeks and months? Here's a footnote from this week from Fox News. Quote, WHO, World Health Organization, Chief's dire warning. Disease X outbreak, quote, a matter of when, not if, end quote. The Fox News report continues with this. Tedros, the World Health Organization chief, said he issued a similar warning in 2018 and was proven right when COVID-19 struck. Well, there you have it. They always seem to know, don't they? I wonder why. Back to biosphere collapse and climate engineering. Let's keep going from phys.org. Emergency atmospheric geoengineering wouldn't save the oceans. End of headline. No, it wouldn't. It hasn't. It isn't. So-called solar radiation can only make an already unimaginably dire horizon far worse still, including the state of Earth's oceans. And in fact, that's exactly what's occurring. More climate engineering destruction of Earth's miraculous cloud-making capabilities. Follow me through with these headlines. The cloud factories that live in the sea. That's from Smithsonian Ocean. That's the headline. And from Medium.com, how the loss of phytoplankton could lead to our demise. From that report, according to NASA, a warming ocean reduces the mixing between surface water and deeper nutrient-rich water in the oceans. This reduces the nutrients availability near the surface, hence there are less nutrients available in the phytoplankton-rich top surface of the water. As the phytoplankton populations crash, and they are, less marine layer, even more heating, just one of the many already triggered planetary meltdown feedback loops I've tried to bring to light for so very long. Climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer. Off-the-chart UV radiation is now bombarding the planet, including DNA-damaging UVC radiation, which is the final UV spectrum before X-ray, and we all know how bad that is. Plankton must feed in the upper layers of the water column in order to photosynthesize, and they're being fried by the intense UV. This is on top of countless other forms of human damage to the seas. Always remember and consider so much of what we face isn't a this or that equation. It's a this and that scenario, a.k.a. all the above. Before moving on, this not-so-fun fact about crashing plankton populations. Recent peer-reviewed study from 500 Atlantic Ocean locations has concluded that Atlantic plankton populations have already declined by 90%. For the record, no plankton, no people. Now this from... Vox.com. This chart of ocean temperatures should really scare you. I realize I can't show you the chart over the air, but it's bad. Here's from the report. The Atlantic Ocean is unusually warm right now. Here's why scientists say that's, quote, deeply troubling. The chart is going straight up, far above any previous year's temperatures. 
We are in totally uncharted territory. The oceans are superheating and stratifying. It's known as what's called Canfield Ocean. Please search that. Examine that. If that happens, we're done. And we are hurtling toward that exact objective. How many have even noticed the loss of our formerly blue skies? How many have noticed the hazy, dirty white skies that are the result of spreading, lingering dispersions from jet aircraft? It's not opinion. It's time-lapse film footage, inarguable fact. Even TV commercials featuring supposedly pristine outdoor settings almost always have obscured skies now, not blue, not with natural white, puffy, cumulus clouds. Went over that earlier in this broadcast. This week on the Weather Channel Climate Engineering Cover-Up Institution, they had a segment featuring the CEO of the Arbor Day Foundation touting the tree planting being done by this nonprofit, implying that doing so could make everything all better. Here's my question. How does that work when tree planting is now all too often increasingly pointless because they die in short order? The off the scale UV radiation is frying them. The soils and soil microbial life has been completely contaminated by climate engineering fallout, along with other forms of industrialized filth, depending on the location. And there's the total disruption of the global hydrological cycle from countless forms of human activity, with climate engineering being at the top of the list. I spent years in the wilderness of Northern California restoring habitat on an industrial scale. I directly supervised six projects, three state, three federal. In the field, I did all the falling of the trees. I I ran the entire projects in every instance. And between and after these projects, I continued to work in the forest in solitude, planting trees. I wanted to spend the rest of my days doing so, planting trees and watching them grow. I could plant 250 saplings or more on a single day, on a good day. 20 years ago, the success rate of these plantings was about 95%, meaning 95% of the juvenile trees made it through the first year. The success rate for the last 10 years, zero. Nothing makes it through the first year. And worse, every mature fir tree in western North American forest is at some stage of dying or already dead. Yes, there's still... Plenty of trees that look alive from a distance. They are still alive, but they are dying by the day. And there are so many stone dead, completely flashed out trees. More every single day, even now in the middle of winter, because the rain that's falling is toxic. The soils have basically been sterilized. And we have peer-reviewed study to prove that bioavailable aluminum, when exposed to root systems, causes the organism to shut down nutrient uptake. It dies a slow, protracted death. And yes, then the beetles move in eventually to finish the tree off. The last... Science study of the die-off of the fir trees in Western North America was titled, quote, Firmageddon. No further explanation needed with that title, is there? Extreme UV radiation, toxic rain and snow, completely disrupted hydrological patterns, climate engineering. Connect the dots. How could I continue with my work alone in the forest when I knew from rain testing and research that there was absolutely no point unless or until the climate engineering onslaught is exposed and halted? once and forever. Forests all over the world will continue to collapse on the current course. It's already entering advanced stages. There's no going back in any time frame that matters. All that being said, if by our collective efforts we could expose and halt the geoengineering insanity, we may yet be able to salvage some part of the Earth's remaining life support systems, and that's worth fighting for until our last breath. And while I'm on this rant... Also, on the Weather Channel Climate Engineering Cover-Up Station, they're advertising for a new series 
titled Timber Titans, some sort of glorification of logging, the irresponsible practice of which was the primary source of the habitat damage that I spent years trying to rectify. So stand back and consider that the remaining trees that are still somehow managing to survive at all, that haven't been incinerated by firestorms, also connected to climate engineering. Please search the Engineering Wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. These final remaining trees are being cut down, slash and burn, clear-cutting of the forest that yet remain. And this practice is being glorified on the Weather Channel. Industrialized militarized society was never, ever sustainable, not even close. Those that don't believe that will soon wait and see. On so many fronts, the human race seems increasingly hell-bent on self-extermination in the increasingly desperate attempt to keep the carbon fuel carnival going until the moment of impact. Back to the planetary meltdown that so many are trying to pretend isn't happening much like many do on the subject of climate engineering. Let's add this from Axios.com. Quote, insane. Historic winter heat wave smashes records across U.S. And keep in mind, this is on the heels of a chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding cooldown in parts of Asia that recently plummeted temperatures to 62 degrees below zero. And there was 100 degrees plus in Texas. And about Texas, and the biggest firestorm in Texas history that is still raging out of control even now, way over a million acres and counting, it snowed in many parts of the burn locations only weeks ago. And there was snow again in the Texas Panhandle on Thursday of this week, near the burn zone. Snow to 100 degrees and back to snow. The chemical kind. And while it was again snowing in Texas at above freezing temperatures in many locations, And after 100 degrees only days earlier, and while the biggest firestorm in history continued to consume the already dying landscape, it was raining in Canada, north of the Idaho border. Welcome to the new world. Anyone that thinks any of this is natural or normal is completely disconnected from reality. The next chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding so-called winter storm, winter storm Orzel, is what was orchestrated into the western U.S. late this week. Maximum theater to distract from the record-shattering temperatures elsewhere. The moisture from Orzel was seeded and dispersed with frequency transmissions located along the U.S. West Coast over a wide area. Most of the western U.S. covered, at least in the early onset of this engineered winter weather mayhem. So you have scattered, widely scattered precipitation and generally completely canopied skies over, again, most of the western U.S. Chemically nucleated frozen material will, of course, be piled up in multiple locations to create the desired headlines for the climate engineers. Convincing too much of the population that nothing's wrong with the climate. Sure, it was 80 degrees days ago, or in Texas, 100 degrees, right before the next snow comes in, and nobody questions anything. What's wrong? Why are so many people so completely asleep at the wheel? Here's the final point in this rant. Apparently, to make a few more dollars, the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori is featured on a Generac home generator commercial saying that the most important thing you can prepare for is a power outage. Really, Jim? Even more important than preparing for the complete collapse of the planet's life support systems? More important than preparing for trying to survive on a dead planet? No, just get yourself a propane or gas-guzzling junk Generac generator and you'll certainly live happily ever after. Good luck with that. 
so soon, so many will look back and wonder why they didn't see it coming. When numerous indigenous cultures did see it coming from so very long ago. Consider the following statement from Native American Chief Seattle. The earth does not belong to man. Man belongs to the earth. All things are connected like the blood that unites us all. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 447, March 2nd, 2024. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News broadcast is being aired on numerous AM and FM stations throughout the country. Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column and on the Dane Wigington YouTube channel. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mailouts don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. And My deepest thanks to all those that have helped us to share the dimming with official agencies, elected officials, farming groups, ad groups. Everybody should watch this film. And because of the help of so many committed activists, the dimming, in spite of social media censorship, is now up to 6.2 million views. Thank you for your help in this battle. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Here's one way. By starting the conversation with Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials, which can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. We have extremely high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture is worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. And we pass on our printed materials for less than our overall cost of producing and shipping. Again, our only goal to expose the insanity in our skies. We now have new Geoengineering Watch hoodies. New Geoengineering Watch shirts, shirt and hoodie photos are on our homepage. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Reaching a critical mass of awareness on the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we have a chance of stopping it from the inside out. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch shirt, perhaps at a gym at a market or a busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Again, with deepest sincerity, to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters, my deepest and most profound gratitude. It's our collective efforts that can still make a difference at this late hour. Moving on, more headlines of meltdown. And I want to express that what's happening on our planet right now, the earth changes that are happening, are non-linear. The equation we face is unimaginably exponential. 
the human race, like the individual sawing on the tree branch but sitting on the wrong side of that cut and not realizing anything's wrong until the branch breaks with blinding speed. That's our situation. Here's more from Axios.com. The modern winter climate history of the central U.S. was rewritten this week as more than 130 monthly high temperature records were set from Texas to Michigan. The records didn't just fall, the report says. They were shattered by several degrees despite the fact that monthly and all-time milestones are typically set only by fractions of a degree. Let's stop there for a moment. The statement of 130 high temperature records being broken is a gross under estimation. Over this expansive geographic area, there were thousands of high temperature records broken. If this was an engineered cool-down zone that covered the same expanse, the climate engineering cover-up actors and agencies would have reported thousands of chemically created cold temperatures being broken, but not when it's heat in the middle of winter. More from the Axios report, on the eastern side of the jet stream, warm human air surged northward. Behind it, they say, lurked an Arctic mass, causing weather whiplash of extreme proportions, with temperatures crashing by more than 50 degrees from Tuesday into Wednesday. This is the creation of chemical ice nucleation. I've been over this in many broadcasts. We now are expected to believe that it's normal to have a warm side to a, quote, winter storm and a cold side. Winter storms that are originating again and again and again out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. If the meteorologists that are reading their script don't know what's going on in their sky and our skies and, and the climate engineering is raging, they're either criminally negligent of the very field of study in which we are told they're experts or they're lying. Take your pick. The report then says temperatures reached 40 degrees above average for this time of year, bringing the highs to the hundreds in Texas, went over that earlier, and fueling massive wildfires while also felling records in Mexico and Canada. The Axios report then called this culmination of circumstances, quote, the most extreme event in North American history, end quote. But it just keeps getting worse every week. Radical, radical temperature swings. We've seen swings in Denver, Colorado, which is a location they use commonly to create the headlines they want because it sits in a basin and that cold, dense air from chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding settles to the surface and stays there. Denver has gone from all-time high records in the 80s this is still in winter, to single digits in less than 24 hours. And people think that's normal, natural, or nature? The climate engineers can create heat zones with ionosphere heaters like HARP in Alaska. They can create a high-pressure heat dome compressing air, which heats the surface. Or they can create chemical cool-down zones with chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Keep all that in mind as I continue through the next headlines. From TheHill.com, how record February heat is priming the U.S. for crop-wrecking, quote, whiplash, a.k.a. weather whiplash. The report says a wave of unusual high temperatures, just went over that, often 30 to 40 degrees above average, are blasting states from Texas to the Dakotas and east to the shores of the Great Lakes. Much of America, quote, had a two-week winter, end quote. They then say this leads to a risk of weather whiplash, in which weather becomes like a windshield wiper, ping-ponging back and forth from one extreme to the other. Federal meteorologists expect more than 70 daily records to be broken Tuesday. The looming heat is remarkable, they say, in many places, both for how much temperatures will be broken over the previous records. Often as much, they say, as 5 to 10 degrees above previous anomalous heat waves. It's actually some locations were up to 16 degrees higher 
than the former record. Think about that. They also state that what was anomalous and incredibly unusual was the length of time that these records have stood and now have been broken. Many of these states being hit by unusual warmth are the heartlands of key U.S. crops from blueberries and peaches to oats and wheat. Think of President Lyndon Johnson, 1962, the beginning of every weekly global alert news broadcast. You can see this video if you go to the homepage and click one of our broadcasts under the recent section. First few seconds, Lyndon Johnson on film on the record, 1962, 62 years ago, stating we had the power to control the world's cloud layer then, and quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. I've been over this many times. He who controls the weather controls the food supply, thus controls the world. And we are seeing agricultural regions targeted with flash freeze, flash flood, flash heat, flash drought. It's relentless, absolutely relentless. Moving on, AccuWeather, roller coaster ride for Northeast as cold warmth flip-flop. We see these headlines all the time now. Report says Burlington, Vermont peaked at a record-shattering 65 degrees on Tuesday, but temperatures plunged 50 degrees into the mid-tens Thursday morning. Unbelievable temperature drops. Why can't people figure this out? Why, why aren't they prompted to actually investigate what's wrong? And it's, it's not, I'm not blaming all the weather woes on just climate engineering. Again, we have absolutely wiped this planet out in the geological blink of an eye, but... The flash cooldowns are absolutely a direct result of climate engineering operations, and it's wreaking havoc with the environment. I'll get to that in a moment. It's, it's killing literally millions of animals. Stay with me. I'll get there. If it were not for a storm springing up from the Gulf of Mexico, I just went over that. This is still part of the AccuWeather report. Temperatures might track on another 10 degrees, even higher more by the end of the weekend. That storm, the one from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, they say will generate clouds, some rain and drizzle over the region. It is possible the temperatures will be low enough for the onset of Friday night for some wet snow, a.k.a. the heavy wet snow. Went over that earlier also. Another winter weather event spawned out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. So what are the controllers up to as the planet's life support systems implode? They've been busy saving seeds. New from Reuters.com, Slavbard's Doomsday Vault gets record batch of global crop seeds. The Reuters report then states, A frozen Arctic vault built to preserve global agricultural crops from extinction received seeds on Tuesday of this week from the largest number of new contributors yet, a custodian of the remote facility stated. Question, does the global predatory parasite class actually believe they can ride out what's coming in underground facilities and come out when the surface populations are all gone? For the record, if we remain in the current course, no one gets out alive. In regard to the extreme chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding processes which can lower land surface temperatures to astoundingly low levels if the process is continued for a long enough duration. With that in mind, from Yahoo News. Two million animals dead as extreme winter weather hits Mongolia. Report states more than two million animals have died in Mongolia so far this winter, a government official stated Monday, as the country endures extreme cold and snow. This winter has been more severe than usual, they say. That's an understatement. With lower than normal 
temperatures and very heavy snowfall. That's a statement from the United Nations in a recent report. And that amount of dead animals is now thought to be near 3 million. Again, keep in mind parts of China hitting 62 degrees below zero. And that is a surface cold. If you go up in altitude, the temperatures also go up. That's wrong. Should not be that way. The surface cold, again, from a dense layer of air that's created when they seed cloud moisture with chemical ice nucleation elements. These are endothermic reacting elements, a.k.a. energy absorbing elements. Think of the ice pack on your in your first aid kit. Consider the shelf. 20 years, room temperature. You mix those chemicals together, you have ice instantly. Same principle, massive scale. About the same window of time as the big freezes in China, we again have the meltdown here in the U.S. Let's look at more headlines from that scenario. For the Washington Post, Texas battles historic wildfires as snow covers scorched land in the panhandle. Nothing to see here. Move along. And about the consequences of the largest and still ongoing wildfire in Texas history in the middle of winter... From USA Today, USA is littered with nuclear sites that could face danger from natural disasters. There's nothing natural about any of these disasters at this point. Nothing can be considered natural in regard to the weather when you've derailed the entire global weather system. We cannot say that any particular weather event would have happened at that place, at that time, and in that way. From this report, massive wildfires in Texas caused operations at the nation's primary nuclear weapons facility to be paused earlier this week. Another reminder that the United States is covered in highly sensitive locations that house nuclear weapons, waste, and energy reactors. The U.S. has more than 3,700 nuclear warheads stockpiled around the country and 54 nuclear power plants in 28 states. The human race clearly is not intended to exist long on this planet. Enough nuclear weapons to exterminate humanity thousands of times over. We have a total of 442 nuclear reactors around the world, any one of which could be an extinction-level event, as Fukushima will be if other factors don't do the job first. We have Chernobyl. The sarcophagus is imploding. That's going to rear its head again. And it takes about two to three decades for a nuclear power plant to cold shut down. So what happens when society collapses and there's no one to man these facilities? That's not hard to figure out, is it? From Newsweek.com, Pacific Northwest will be the next victim of increasing wildfires. Lots of nuclear facilities there in Washington. A new study has found that the wildfire risk in the Pacific Northwest is set to double by 2035. No need to worry about that. We will never make it that far without many links in the chain of our current reality breaking. You can quote me on that. From KOIN.com, colder Oregon in Washington forests likely to see rapid acceleration of fires. They mean they were cold, now they're not. Trees dying everywhere, incinerations are coming. That is certainly a part of the plan. Whatever the source of ignition, separate subject completely. Bottom line, what is setting the template for these fires to burn with such ferocity? What's establishing these conditions? Climate engineering. Please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please search Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda, one of our most important reports. From the land down under, from usnews.com, thousands told to flee homes in Australia amid heat spike and wildfire threat. Firestorm threat, better word. Nothing wild about this. It's certainly part of the manipulation. From bnn.com, unprecedented February wildfire emissions in Brazil, Venezuela, and Bolivia. A climate crisis. That's all the headline. Everything I just covered. 
And remember what I just covered earlier in this broadcast, the countries that are saying no to solar radiation management operations, no to the U.S. and its allies. From the report, February marks a record high in carbon emissions from forest fires in South America, signaling the urgent need for climate change mitigation strategies and international cooperation to address environmental challenges. They say this alarming surge is closely tied to severe drought conditions, magnifying both the frequency and ferocity of these fires across South America. The climate engineers control the atmospheric spigot, the flow of rain. Keep that in mind. But who cares about all this anyway? Drill, baby, drill. In the words of Ms. Palin from FT.com on that note, oil and gas industry profits triple under Biden. Pedal to the metal until the moment of impact. Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until there's nothing left. Here's more genius from our government. From many sources, Rural America set to be transformed by up to 55 million acre federal solar plan. That's an area larger than 36 states and similar in size to Idaho or Minnesota. Not larger than 36 states combined. Of course, there's 36 states that are smaller than that 55 million acre total. But it gets even better. A report by the Nature Conservancy published in May of 2023 states that reaching the goal of, quote, net zero carbon dioxide by 2050 would require more than 250,000 square miles or 160 million acres of land, which is an area about the size of Texas. And that's so-called renewable energy. Total delusion on every side of the fence because I am criticizing justly so this insanity that I'm describing here. We're going to have solar fields the size of Texas. It's not renewable. Many, many hugely harmful chemicals used in solar panel productions, and you throw those panels away at the end of their lifespan. Wind turbines, a total disaster. These are better than burning carbon fuel outright, but none of it is going to save us from ourselves. None of it. All of it delusion. All of it painting us further and further into a corner, and we're never going to make it to 2050. Those are ridiculous figures. We are hitting the wall now. But when people see these kinds of figures, they think, oh, good, I can at least go on with my personal pursuit of pleasure, and who cares about my posterity? And that's what too many people think, isn't it? That's the world we live in. If you can ignore it, why not? Ignore it. And who cares about anybody that would have come after you? This mentality must change, or we have no chance. From CBS News, climate change is throwing the water cycle into chaos across the U.S. No, not climate change. I'm not denying the climate is changing radically, and there are many, many causes, not denying any of that. Every form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet is a problem. We're burning 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day, 23,000 tons of coal a day. All of that's a problem, but climate engineering is the single greatest factor affecting the hydrological cycle in the entire so-called climate science community denying that. Criminal denial. We must expose them. And I would ask them, what are you going to do when the public finds out you have been a part of this criminal cover-up? What happens then? Next, also in the hydrological cycle and who it's affecting from CNN, one of the world's biggest cities may be just months away from running out of water. Years of abnormally low rainfall, longer dry periods, and high temperatures have added stress to a water system already straining to cope with increased demand. Authorities have been forced to introduce significant restrictions on the water pump from reservoirs. This is about Mexico City. Mexico City stretches out across a high-altitude lake bed at 7,300 feet above sea level. It was built on a clay-rich soil. 
It's now sinking and it's prone to earthquakes. It's sinking as much as 20 inches a year. Try to think about that. No water, city of 25 million plus. And what are they going to do now? And the climate engineers control the spigot. About controlling the rain, here's an update from the Amazon. This one from CNN. The Amazon has survived changes in the climate for 65 million years, and now it's heading for collapse. That's from a new study. And no, it's not heading for collapse. It is collapsing. Here's more bad news from the Planetary Asylum from ChinaDaily.com. Japan starts fourth ocean discharge of Fukushima nuclear-tainted wastewater despite opposition. Let's add this from scmp.com. Radioactive rockfish caught near Fukushima nuclear plant prompts Japan to suspend fish shipments. Now this, from multiple sources, China to ban Japanese seafood imports. And then let's add this from India Today. Fukushima water release. Russia could ban Japanese seafood import after China. It doesn't just stay in Japan, by the way. That radioactive contamination is fanning out throughout the Earth's ocean because it is one ocean. It's all connected. Let's add this from Gemini.com. Google helped cover up Fukushima. Report says in the aftermath of the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster, Google had removed search results for certain keywords related to the disaster, such as Fukushima radiation and Fukushima meltdown. Imagine that. Just like they did with geoengineering watch. We were the top of a search for the geoengineering term, about three years, disappeared from 20 pages on the subject, unless you search our exact title name. Very hard to find us on Google. Let's rewind seven months ago, how radiated were the fish even then? From the UK Guardian, Fukushima fish with 180 times legal limit of radioactive cesium. Think about that. 180 times the so-called safe limit for cesium, except there is no safe limit, because any amount isn't safe. Is it really any wonder that everything is dying? Super contaminated seas that are superheating, deoxygenating, stratifying, and collapsing, toxic skies, toxic crops, toxic livestock, and of course the new normal of engineered weather whiplash. So now what? And how many seem to care about any of it? How many look up at our science fiction skies? How many notice our dying silent forests? are seasides that now lack the calls of sea lions that were so near and dear to my earlier life when I spent so much time below the surface of the sea. Reality is coming at blinding speed. We can accept it well or poorly, but accept it we must, one way or the other. If we collectively face the oncoming storm head-on, with unyielding courage, determination, and fortitude, we can yet make a difference for the better even at this late hour. If our current trajectory of mathematically certain near-term self-annihilation can be altered, the outcome will also be altered. But the effort will take all of us. We're playing the grandest game of chess we must all learn to play effectively and efficiently. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.